Coming to you from the kingdom of Marion, this is the Ernest Mann Show, and I'm your host, Ernest Mann. Wherever you may be listening in this world. This episode is number 118. Having the courage to say what's right in a sea of absolutely wrong. I don't normally want to blow my own horn about anything. I really don't think that that's tasteful. But I will say this. You see, with what I do, with what you listen to, and with what I claim that I want to put out there, um, I'm not talking about popular stuff. I am not here to agree with a particular narrative, whether it be corporate or religious or basically any kind of convention. That's not to say that there's anything necessarily wrong with convention, but there is a fine line between convention and absolute conformity. And that's not what this show's about. This show is not about conformity. And it's not about necessarily having to bow down to any prevailing social narrative, such as woke, in order to appease anyone. As I've stated many times, I say what I want, I say what I feel, and I say what I feel needs to be said. If you're offended, drop me a line. Or just sit there like an impudent child and fold your arms and let the steam blow out of your damn ears. But there are things that need to be said and things that need to be clarified. So I just wanted to get that out there before I tell you what, well, well, whatever I have to say. In other words, would you at least give me credit of my convictions? That's all I'm asking. Now, I would like you to do this little experiment it might take you, I don't know, it might depend on, you know, depending on how thorough you want to be with your own methodology. Maybe it'll take you one day, three days, five days, whatever it may take you. But I would like to ask you if you would do this little experiment yourself to see if what I'm saying and what I'm claiming is actually true 
or not. I'm putting it in your hands. But that's what I'm asking. Because what I want to tell you about is um, a continuation of one of the uh, many forms of hypocrisy that is coming out of the radio in the case, in this case of Oregon Public Broadcasting, that I'm had it, as they say, proverbially up to here with. So, what I ask you to do is I'm going to tell you my experience. And what I would ask is that um, if you have a means of doing this, if you can, I don't know, on your phone, computer, however you do it, if you have a internet radio, wherever you may be. And I'm going to be, in this case, because I can't speak for the um, public broadcast of... um, say, National Public Radio, they may be very customized to the cities and states to um, go with the flavor of that place simply for the sake of popularity. Of course, it has nothing necessarily to do with truth, but it's called ass-kicking, ass-kissing. A little Freudian slip there. Maybe I felt like ass-kicking a little bit. I certainly do. But, yeah, it's ass-kissing. In this case, specifically, I'm talking about Oregon Public Broadcasting for the radio. So, um, the level of hypocrisy is is ridiculous and I think another title would be more accurate and more apt which would be something like uh, instead of Oregon Public Radio maybe call, call it Oregon Woke Public Radio because the content from them is is absolutely grade A, unabashed, um, woke. And so just, just from the beginning, if we're talking in terms of hypocrisy, they want to constantly pay homage to the idea of independent thought and broad and process and you know broadcasting and they they speak of yes well to have a it's better to have a fair view and a, and a balanced view and it's complete bullshit now for those of you out there who may not know this I am going to well I'm gonna tell you in my 60 plus years on this planet, I have lived pretty much all over this country. And I have spent um, anywhere from 
at least a year to several years and done a hell of a lot of traveling and lengthy visits in between. And that continues. I, I do this continuously. Um, well, when the opportunity, you know, prevents, uh, presents itself. And I don't claim to be any kind of great uh, aura of uh, knowledge necessarily about all of this, but I got a, I think I got a pretty good handle on things. And to put it shortly and, you know, bluntly and concisely as I can, I have at this point acquired, I feel in my life, a pretty damn good bullshit meter. And it's one of the few benefits, because <laughs> it's certainly not the physical, I can tell you that, <laughs> okay? But it is one of the few benefits of, um, you know, growing older and being cognizant of what's going on around you socially and otherwise, that you can look at it and you reach a certain age and stage and you can look at it and you can say, you're like, for instance, you're listening to a public speech from a public figure or politician and you're standing there with uh, other people and you go, okay, you know, well, that's good. That, that makes sense. And they go a little further, and it's like, yeah, okay, I can see that. Yeah, you're right there. And, uh, you know, something we should do something about this or should do something about that. And anyway, they go on, but depending on um, how great of a uh, political uh, grifter they are, they inevitably fail. Something comes out and instantaneously... I can narrow it down, I can zero it in, and say, yup, right there, bang, they're full of shit. <laughs> and I, I do this all the time. I don't know about you maybe, you, maybe you do this as well, but that's what I do. I know when the rubber has left the road. And in the case, I will tell you, in the case of um, public broadcasting, and I'm talking at least, I'm talking about the, the radio, nationwide radio part of this, um, of, of, as far as anything very good and, and balanced and valued, um... Yeah, that horse ran out of the stable at least 30 fucking years ago. And hasn't uh, hasn't returned. Now, I'm going to get to the particulars in a moment. But you see, the thing is this. You can't have an entire argument on anything as a foundation of anything else that you want to build on top of it 
if it is mired in hypocrisy. If, if I, and I do not consider myself by any means an academic, but if I can take the average politician and tear them to shreds and after hearing them for 10 minutes, well, I think that that should speak volumes about, you know, the validity of their statements. In this case, in the case of the so-called public broadcasting from Oregon Public Broadcasting, they are incredibly adept of very, very carefully tiptoeing around the issues. And this, this is a, this is a hallmark of not only what they do, but what is, again, which pegs the needle on my bullshit meter, that um, I can see a sliding, an accommodation. I can see when people, based on ideologies or based on what they believe to be the prevailing ideology of conforming with that so as not to offend someone. And that is what I'm talking about. Because one of my old terms that I use, and some people I know, it's been around forever, you call them an ass kisser, but <clears throat> I have a, I have a, group of people that are far beyond that even. So as as uh, as <laughs> upsetting and <laughs> as this may be, I call them ass suckers because there's 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 a difference. It really is in my mind. And that is, you know, of course you have the brown noser at work. The brown nosers kind of up there with the boss. Oh, yes, boss. Well, yeah, you know, you're you really know you you've got everything in spades. You you know what I mean. The office boy, the ass kisser, the brown noser. But then you have something far beyond that, and that's called the ass sucker. And this is right there where the orifice is of the anal cavity where they firmly plant their carp-like, sucker-like mouth. And with a little tug or a little nudge, whatever flows out of that, they say, yep, let her rip. And they proceed to vacuously inhale all the shit. They give the best suck job you can imagine. And on top of it, on top of all of that, happy to do it. Now, on, in addition to this, such people 
these people that are doing this? Well, um, at least you could say in their defense, not being, you know, total and complete submissive acolytes to a given ideology. I'm talking about the ones that are that have learned that are up there. They've been there shit 10 15 20 years whatever because they want to they want to maintain this parasitic relationship again which is ultimately off of the public dole as long as humanly possible because it's kind of nice if you think about it if you're earning a six figure income or in some cases much more and you really don't have to do very much you just sit there and placate whoever you need to placate and you adapt to the currently acceptable social narrative and you kind of do this tiptoey dance pretending to give some sort of balanced view about such things, but really, ultimately, there's no other way of saying this, they're just sucking ass. Now, this should come as no surprise to you because... You know, as I know, as many other people know, at least people that are a bit smarter, a bit brighter, um, that we've been, we've been doing this, people have been doing this for thousands of years. So, I mean, that in and of itself, that's, you know, that's kind of part for the course. The thing is, in the modern era and what, considering what they proclaim that they stand for and that actually demonstrably runs 180 degrees against that, well, as they say, Houston, we have a problem. Now, I, one of my big personal pet peeves is this. And I'm sure by now you guys know this. You see, I don't like grift, thievery, not giving me my money's worth, not doing what you had claimed that you were going to do or a product that you were going to deliver. And there was, it's not even close to that. Because if you've done that, you're, you're a thief. And I don't fucking like thieves. And hopefully neither do you. And considering they also, I believe they just kicked off, uh, I think it just started for another fundraising drive where they want to sit there in their soft Tupperware party voices. You know, the very nasally voices. 
come from certain people and only here at you know NPR or Oregon Public Rain do you will you get the kind of coverage that just isn't anywhere else where you will hear the stories and you will hear this and and the deliverance and and this is what you're interested in, and this is why you want to support us because blah 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 and fucking blah 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 ad infinium I don't know what to say, folks, after 30. I'm so fucking sick of this. Because, you know, they're worth, like, in reality, what they do, probably minimum wage. Maybe I'll kick them a couple extra bucks. Not six-figure incomes that we have to pay. So they get X percentage of their support from the government. And the, uh, I believe, the uh, National Endowment for the Arts. And they cut and splice all this up. And then there's direct, you know, support donations from you. The people we love and care about so much. Isn't that right, Biff? Oh, yes, Julia. This <laughs> is like, God damn. This is enough to make me ill. And, um... So, one of the things that I'll talk about briefly is try this experiment. And I'm just going to be in this case, because I'm going to talk about what I know to be true. I would like for you to tune in to Oregon Public Radio and, you, you know, listen to as long as you, as you like. But do this funny little experiment. If you got an internet radio or something, and you go out in the morning and you're you know, going through your routine, if you click it on, or if you already have it on, turn up the volume at random times, just randomly throughout the day. So, you know, tune in at eight, okay, nine, maybe 11. And I predict this is what you will hear, okay? This is the great Kreskin speaking. More than likely, you will hear a woman's voice. All the time. If you do not, on those rare occasions, you do not hear a woman's voice talking about, well, whatever that may be. If you do hear a man's voice it is the same people that have been there forever, and they have a particular sound to their voice. Okay? Okay. A lot of these guys, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But in my opinion, they tend to sound very feminized. Just give it a listen. That's all I ask. Just listen. Pay close attention to the voices. That's not even um, compared to the subject matter. Just the voices. Now, as far as this subject matter, well, you have... 
the carryover narrative of the big corporate news you know centers which they generally don't deviate from really not very much at all um they pretty much stick to that they try to be maybe a little quirky okay okay a little bit but for the most part nope if you've seen if you've seen for instance fox news or for that matter msnbc doesn't fucking matter it's the same narrative it's the same bullshit they're going to pattern that not verbatim of course although sometimes they do and other than that throughout the day if you listen to this carefully you hear a whole bunch and endless streams of issues with once again you guessed it women talking about social justice issues it can be anything from save the snails to you know the uh the latest debacle say for instance with um the migrants that were sent to uh, martha's vineyard from florida but it will have an extreme um, woke take on that. I am not imagining this. If you don't hear that, well, there's, again, like I said, when you have the, the uh, periodic blurbs about, you know, international news, well, you know, Ukraine now is making progress against the bad, evil, evil, horrible, evil, Satan incarnate tyrants of Putin and Russia. Blah, 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 blah. Monster, monster. Oh. And so you, you hear about that, whether you like it or not, although you've heard it. 50 fucking times already in the last week. Okay? So it doesn't move very much. But in between all this time, you will hear a series of authors, which are basically nothing more than promos for books. And those subjects will be anything as long as it's not offensive or as long as it entertains and highlights the prevailing woke narrative so you can have a black professor from a given university <clears throat> who will discuss uh, issues of social injustice past and present in his new book entitled blah 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 and blah 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 and blah 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 and that can go on depending for 20-30 minutes and then um, we can have another story of such fucking earth shattering importance 
about how this other, yet another woman, yet another author, is going to talk about her failed relationships with white people and how she's so conflicted because she is, in fact, white. But there is just simply so much historical injustice that um, in this particular book, which is considered, um, uh, it may be being considered for perhaps even a movie, and how she is so conflicted over putting forth a narrative that, well, maybe, just maybe, you know, the current contemporary society of white people actually have nothing to fucking do with something that happened 200 years ago, but yet the inevitable fact that it does, and it does connect, and we need to talk about this. We need to discuss this ad nauseum. Anyway, a series of book people, and that can go anywhere from, I don't know, anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes, and there'll be a series of those. Then it's uh, periodically interrupted with more social justice issues. Then there's the top headline news of little tidbits of what's going on in America, or it's the huge hurricane that happened in Florida, and a recap of that for the 1,000th fucking time, things that are going on in Puerto Rico. Um, nothing about in-depth um, what we should be doing in our, say, for instance, wholly, unbelievably um, unequal tax structure, and what we should be doing to the people who are actually doing this to us, and the actual reasons why there are so many homeless people, and what should and could actually be done. And, for instance, maybe something... God, this would be a prayer answered. Maybe something uh, that I had touched on earlier about what a absolute buffoon and a clown that we have for a vice president that, you know, basically the, her and the entourage who blew well over $20 million of our money on something that was basically a junket to go traveling. But no, oh no, you won't, you won't hear that. But what you will hear is a scientist, usually typically a woman, sometimes a man, usually a woman, and he's going to talk about a certain potentially endangered um, species of snail or bird or bacteria or muscle or anything 
We'll talk about this shit ad nauseum. The idea and the hardest thing that they have to do day in and day out is to fill the airwaves with inoffensive dribble. That's it. That's it. And we're talking, what I'm saying is it's like, at one sense, one angle, you could just laugh your ass off. Please feel free to, by the way. You could laugh your ass off at how utterly ridiculous this is. But here's the rub. That ridiculousness, that thing that's taking place, you're paying for. I'm paying for. Umpteen millions of Americans are paying for these clowns that effectively, essentially, don't do shit and really, in real terms, don't say shit. To put this in perspective, how about this? Now, I know people who can do this. I would have an extremely hard time doing this because I'm a realist. So, um, if you take a glass that is half empty of water and you put it on a table and you've got pretty much, you know, logic dictates that you, as far as an observation, you have two of them. Again, the old classic, you know, optimist and pessimist, half full, half empty. Okay, we all know that. But not these people. That's what I'm telling you. We're talking about absolute masters of bullshit. So it goes back to the old adage, and I believe it may have been, I believe, I could be wrong, but I believe it was uh, P.T. Barnum, someone, I think it was him, he said, if you can't, baffle them with brilliance you befuddle them with bullshit and there are people that can sit and talk about this glass the pros and cons and actually you could have several of them on either side of the table and i'm not kidding you they could talk about this fucking glass of half empty or half full water for six hours because that's what they do. That's what they've been trained to do. I don't know what degree this is. What do you call it? A degree in absolute bullshitism? Well, apparently, we have a lot of people with PhDs in that area because they do it day in and day out. And I have witnessed it. And I witness it when all, all you want to do, if you, for instance, if you're one of those people that are into uh, self-torture, if you're a masochist, if you really are in your heart of hearts, as far as any, anything factual, real, getting to the point, do that experiment with Oregon 
public radio and then sit an ice pick next to you. I'm not by any means telling you to do this. I'm just saying, but if you did, because I know if I did, you know, absolutely at the end of, I don't know, 25, 30 minutes, I have the almost fucking uncontrollable urge to take that ice pick just to make it end and jab it into my temple. And the, and think about, if you want to think about how utterly pathetic this is, imagine that you have to talk about something like that, whatever, whatever it is they pick. But you have to be pleasant, and you have to talk as though you're really concerned. Hmm. Well, so the... I don't know, the something-something snails of the Yucatan Peninsula. So what you're saying is, is that it is very likely that they can go extinct or they will go extinct. Please. And she has to egg him or her forward. So could you could you fill us in on the detail? Is I mean, is there a realistic chance, um, depending on, um, uh, you know, environmental pressures and whatnot, Um can, can this creature survive? God damn, what an absolute soulless cretin you must be to do this for your livelihood. But, like I said, who's the joke on who? I'm just a guy with a podcast. <laughs> I don't, I sure as hell don't make six figures, I'll tell you that. I just point out certain things. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're making six figures. And a lot of them, the ones that have been there a long time, because, well, when you're, <clears throat> when you're a parasite like this, well, who the hell's going to leave? They don't have, you know, these uh, national public radio or, um, you know, Oregon public broadcasting, what, whatever you want to, the hell you want to call it. Apparently, they don't have term limits. The only thing you cannot do. Now, here is a moment. If you want humor, if you want something that, for those, especially those of you that are older that will get this, any of you that are younger, uh, just do a YouTube thing and just go on to Howard Beale <laughs> from the old movie in the 70s from Network. Or I'm sorry, maybe it was 81. Not certain. But anyway, but the whole scene with Howard Beale as a, uh, <laughs> as a, as a radio anchor man of sorts who <laughs> at least temporarily just can't deal with the bullshit anymore and kind of loses his mind a little bit. But initially, anyway, they uh, they follow along with it because of, again, ratings. So he kind of loses it on the air. and he's, he's calling out all the bullshit and whatnot. But, you know, these folks, they can't do that. Can you imagine for these these schmucks, but bear in mind, these are six-figure schmucks. A lot of them, 
I don't know them personally, but I'm saying a lot of them, they've actually never done an actual day of work in their life. So what do you think of that as far as when they have a nice fluff, when they have those occasional emotional fluff pieces about this mother or that mother who's a mother of two or three who has no education and she's poor as shit and she's about to be evicted and the, she's got three rug rats running around and her old man's god he's either gone or he's in drug rehab and it, this is called an emotional mm, when she's talking to her i'm talking with you know so and so and so and so this is a divorced mother and fucking gay. It's this the profound sadness of these poor folks that are, you know, they 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 have never lived the life as these other people have that are interviewing them. And they probably never will. And to be perfectly honest, under the current system and as it is, they don't have a snowball's chance in hell. Yet, this, this thing, as I call them, this very properly spoken, and she cares whoever she is. I'm this one, the names, or I'm that one. And they deeply care. And hasn't even remotely suffered at all like this person has or the hundreds of thousands of others who have. And um, it's, it's just a goddamn shame. So, I wanted... To share that with you because I felt that it was something that need to, needed to be shared, especially since the grifters, the criminals there, in their very nice, polite, and professional voices that want to tell you about the quality of the broadcasting in our programs and what a difference it means in your life. Jesus Christ, I'm glad I'm not one of those people. I mean, I couldn't be, or I really would have to, I don't know, take a fucking ice pick and shove it through my own temple, I guess. Hello again, and thanks for listening. By all means, please do leave a comment because not only do I want to know what you thought about this episode, but so does the rest of the world. And here, your opinion really matters. Until next time, I am Ernest Mann, and I am out of here.